Passengers and visitors within the terminal. Due to single runway operation, we are experiencing extensive delays on both arriving and departing services. Well, we've just had to go from the furthest end of the airport to the other because of a gate change. The flight was supposed to have taken off 40 minutes ago, and we have yet to board, surrounded by people who are all on their phones. Got here at about 9.30 this morning, and <laughs> trying to be a good plane passenger. No. Backfired. Backfired on Ariel. It's 11.40. Um, so yeah, I've been hanging out in an airport for about two hours now, which is great. <laughs> Our flight is an hour and a half. We've been in the airport, or at least I've been in the airport, longer than the flight actually lasts. Everyone's like, oh my god, it's so amazing. You get to like travel the world and like do your art. And I'm just like, yeah, but also not nearly as glamorous as anybody thinks like because a lot of it is just waiting in airports <laughs> watching people on their phones <laughs> this is just maybe a little too dull <laughs> to write about <laughs> last time on where travels fast <laughs> We stepped into the Nowra Library to find the star for YouTube Famous. Is this fiction? Craig took first place with his poem about things. Three times a day, when on the pokies but lose your pay. And at just 13 years old, Belle became our youngest finalist to compete for the New South Wales state title. And I demand my place at this table. You're listening to Word Travels Fast. I'm Tegan Nichols. <laughs> Welcome to Albury, a town of about 50,000 people which hugs the border between the states of New South Wales and Victoria. We're in Albury at the Right Around the Murray Festival. Albury is home to the Right Around the Murray Festival, a boutique festival of reading, writing, illustration and storytelling. It's the only festival of its kind in the region. Over five days, journalists, novelists, crossword makers, yes, crossword makers, and, of course, poets, take over the Albury Library Museum and surrounding venues to nerd out over all things lexical. It's the perfect time to hold a poetry slam in Albury, and the perfect place to find out what Albury is all about. One of the things that I first noticed when I came here is that all the parking was free. Would you believe that? doesn't happen in many places. This is Barry. I write short stories and poems. A poet we met at the festival. And uh, I've just made a homemade book, which I actually sewed myself, to, to give all my short stories and poems to my family. He's lived in Albury for about 11 years. What the festival does, it treats everybody the idea that ideas are valuable. And it's not all just about whether you can publish or whether you've got a lot of readers or anything. It's about the joy you have in taking an idea out of the air and cultivating it and polishing it. You get fantastic fun from that. And I think the festival brings that before a lot of people, otherwise they wouldn't have touch with it. And I think that makes a, va- a festival very valuable. Yeah. It's a hungry audience, I think, in regional Australia. This is Chris. And that's been one of the shifts I've seen kind of moving to somewhere like Albury, is that when something like this happens, people make an effort and they connect with it. He works with the Library Museum and moved here from Melbourne a few years ago. Living in cities, there's stuff all around all the time and sometimes you just forget to, to care. 
Chris runs youth outreach programs, encouraging young people to activate public spaces for art. They do Friday night gigs where they take over the library or they take over the cafe and young people organise it, young bands come play, young people come watch it. He also works with graph artists, giving them a safe space to paint and hang out with each other without the risk of getting busted with a hefty fine. And also give them access to kind of new thoughts and new creativity. So we've got an amazing VR set up there and they come hang out and kind of explore their, their creative form in the digital world too. Um, for me, you know, that's the graffiti culture is an amazing thing that's starting to get that culture shift where people are actually kind of going, hey, these, these are amazing artists. And, you know, some of those amazing artists start off as, as young vandals. <laughs> and then that's, that's where they've come from. With Aubrey's creative community buzzing about the festival, the only thing left to do was to open the doors for the slam listened to the band and went for the poets to arrive. So I grew up with the gum leaves swaying in the breeze The cookie bars laughing every time I sing Couldn't find a home with more beauty But beauty is in peace, guaranteed my friend Saw them spit in the face and throw their hate at the ones who own this very land. This town to the Local band Mayfair Lane opened the night, although to be precise, they're actually from Wodonga. Aubrey's twin city from across the river that marks the state line. Perhaps it's because Wodonga is in Victoria and there is a bit of rivalry between the states. But this little fact didn't go unnoticed on the stage. Mayfair Lane, ladies and gentlemen, make him feel very welcome. They're from Wodonga though, so. Yeah. I'm kidding. Is anyone from Wodonga here? Cool, one dude. <laughs> We're watching you. I hear that's a thing. They're, they're a little bit rough on the other side of the border. Is that true? <laughs> Even you're nodding, so all right. A familiar face stepped on stage for the first poet of the night. It was Barry, the man we met earlier at the festival who had literally made his own book. Now, normally, being the first poet of the slam doesn't really do you any favours. There's this little phenomenon known as score creep, which means that the judges' scores tend to get higher as the night goes on. But Barry was safe. In fact, his poem earned him second place. Here's Barry's poem. Autumn, no brainer. The gutters won't drain. It's a bit of a pain. It's an autumn thing, all about leaves. You could climb if you can, or pay for a man, or do whatever you please. It's okay if you're strong. You can hardly go wrong. You can climb up a ladder all day, but a doctor suggesting you ought to be resting takes all motivation away. It seems that you're mending, recovery pending, medical things get in the way. No matter the season, there's always good reason for pain to cause a delay. You could hire a man. There are plenty you can who will work for 40 an hour. You just have to rest, let the man do his best, and stop feeling helpless and sour. That will not do. It's got to be you. You've done it for all of these years. 
You can climb like the best. You don't need to rest. It's nonsense to have all those fears. So up near the roof, flying leaves are the proof. You whistle and sing as you clean. Next thing you know, you're feeling like quite low. And you wake up to, where have I been? <laughs> the surgeon beside you will likely deride you, then tell you what has to be done. He'll take careful pains as he gently explains that recovery's not meant to be fun. So now while you're idle and you're bored and you're bridal and your healing has only begun, you can whistle and sing, but you cannot begin to get off your crutches and run. Some weeks of frustration and deep contemplation is how most of the hours have been. It seems a no-brainer that you've become saner. 40 bucks and the gutters are clean. <laughs> As the tour's feature poet, Aria shared a piece from her latest book, The Tarantist Soapbox. <laughs> My name's Ariel. I get paid to fly around the world and yell things at people. <laughs> I suspect our slight misadventure in getting to Albury weighed in a little on this selection. Because I've been bouncing back and forth, uh, across, literally across the world, um, you make connections that don't really last. Uh, so this poem's kind of about that. Let me be a sea witch. Hair twisting into brain coral or medusic anemone, let me be Medusa. Feared and frightful, let me be frightful. Let me give pause, let me inspire what tsunamis inspire. Let me crest taller than cities, let me be a city. Roads twisting into brain coral or a bird's nest. Let me be a bird's nest at the top of a mountain. Let me be a mountain that imposes itself into vision. Let me be a vision, premonitory and ghostly. Let me be a ghost with fingers in your memory. Let me be a memory of simpler times. Let me be time itself, waiting for no man. Let me wait for no man. Let me only pause for the good parts. Let me be the good part. Let me be that song on the radio you never hear, or the sweet parts of a prickly pear, or familiar perfume, or that thing that makes you smile when you're driving alone in your car, or a breeze in summer. Let me be summer. Let me be longed for in the dead of winter. Let me be the one that got away. Let me stay. Let me crawl into a Topo Chico bottle while I'm driving. Let me drive to the ocean. Let the ocean part my hair. Let the brain coral call my head home. Let me be a sea witch. See, I just came here because I went to Ariel's workshop um, this morning, and she's like, you got to go do it. So That's Luna. I didn't even know that I had a chance of winning. The winner of the Aubrey Slam. And she's only in year yeah, 11. Yeah. First I have to get my exams done, and then I'll <laughs> work on my poetry for sure. But yeah, I'm super excited, so can't wait. Here is the winning poem. I am the woman with the mask that hides my face, full of doubt, uncertainty, regret, and fear. So I wear the mask to hide my feelings with a smile plastered on my face, saying that nothing is wrong, everything will be all right. 
Yet the mask cannot hide my wrinkled face, my gray hair, or my life's mistakes as I look into a world covered with its own mask, hiding deserts that used to be forest, enormous cities that used to be little towns, masked people who used to have an identity. Now we are all just a mask that hides what is to be forgotten. As every day passes, I will myself not to forget the scars that mark the earth, reminding us of our mistakes. As the last tree falls, I will not forget the identities of the people which used to tie us into a bond of love that nothing could surpass. But we let go. The last embers of dying hope have all diminished and nothing is left but the haunting whispers of our mistakes and the broken shards of the mask that everyone thought could shield us. Except for me. I knew the lies and I was the only one that saw the last wisps of truth disappear into falsehood. I stood and watched and cried. Silent pleads that were never answered, except in silence. Luna, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Anne-Marie, I'm the festival coordinator. Can I just say, the poetry slam is what really gets me though. This melts my heart, I love this night. A couple of people said to me in the break, they were kicking themselves for not giving it a go because they realised people were getting up for the first time, having that guts to get up for the first time and they wish they'd done it. So I guess we have to do it all again next year. So that was Albury and the last town on our tour of regional New South Wales. But the journey is far from over for the poets. They're off to Sydney, to Storyfest, where they'll meet the top two poets of each participating town and city in the state when they all compete for the title of the New South Wales Finals. Word Travels Fast is produced by Word Travels in partnership with All the Best and is supported by the New South Wales Government through Create New South Wales. Sound production has been by me, your host, Tegan Nichols. We'd like to extend a big thanks to all of the poets who featured in this episode. To hear more episodes, simply visit wordtravels.info or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. <laughs>